Welcome back, everybody, to Taller and Taller. This is our second episode here. What a great weekend of football was this past weekend with Ohio State going down, Michigan picking up the big win over Washington. I know it's been a while since we've been back, back home. Didn't really have a lot of time, uh, but now we're back. And Ben, you got a thing to say? No, uh, it's been a decent start of the season. I know, you know, a lot of the armchair quarterbacks are up in arms, you know, about about the game Saturday. Uh, you know, we'll touch on that uh, towards the end. First, we'll start off with Western Michigan. But, uh, yeah, I've, I've been one of those guys all along that says, oh, you know, let's they're holding something back. They're holding something back. And, and I've been wrong every year at the beginning of the year. But um, there just wasn't any need to uh, – to throw the ball and uh, I'm not unhappy with the quarterback performance, but like I said, we'll get into that. Now let's start off with week one, Western Michigan, Hunter, what were your uh, impressions from that game? I mean, first off, it's going to have to do with the fans being back, man. That was just amazing. Uh, It was good to be back in the stadium, um, be there with 109,000 of our closest friends. And uh, second off, I mean, the defense, the defense was amazing. I mean, they've looked great. Uh, Weston scored in that first drive, I think. And then after that, they locked up. And I've noticed one theme about this season is it's more of a bend, don't break, if anything. Um, they've really shut down uh, anything after, like, they, if a team got over the 50-yard line, they really shut it down at that point. And that's, and that's important to me. I think last year it was more with Don Brown, it was more the, hey, we're going to stop him right now or – it was probably going to go for a touchdown or at least a field goal. Yep. Yep. I agree. So the, you know, I think that the defensive line's just as aggressive, maybe even a little bit more so through two games. Um, but the defensive backs, um, you know, they're, they're, they're sitting back a little bit more, um, you know, with, with Don Brown, it was uh, all or nothing. And if you didn't get home, you were in trouble. And, you know, the teams with the superior talent, they uh, obviously they expose that pretty quick. So so I've been real happy, uh, you know, so far defensively, you know, that first touchdown that we gave up, uh, you know, it's been a couple weeks now. I forget exactly what the penalty was, but we had a penalty might have been a P.I. Um, it was the uh, uh, Ojabe got that uh, taunting penalty for. Oh, yep, yep, that's for right. flexing over top of him. Yeah, you know, we would have been third and long and who knows what happens there, but we give him a first down and and away they went but you know the other the other touchdown was garbage time the game was already decided i don't i don't count those yeah really impressed let's say the defense was pretty outstanding but let alone we'll go we'll flip sides of the ball here and look at the offense i mean they had 551 total yards of offense with blake quorum leading the way with on rushing with 111 on 14 carries so off the top of my head it's probably right around what eight eight yards of carry still yep seven eight I mean, then Cade, Cade was pretty much perfect. He was nine for 11 for 136 and two scores. And the two that were incomplete, they got knocked down at the line of scrimmage. They were batted down. So it's not like it was a bad throw by him. It just happened to, they got their arms up and it got the ball. But I think to me, the worst, biggest part of that game was losing Ronnie, man. The biggest no-no is losing Ronnie. I mean, that's, that's, he's our explosive receiver. He was our big player receiver. He's supposed to be this year and, Losing him in the first half really hurt, and now he's done for the year. But uh, next man up, I mean, that's that's what's going to have to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, he was even though he went down early, he was still our had the most yards. It was only on one catch. You know, he had that big play. Excuse me, big play. Uh, the only other uh, tight end, all Eric All had three catches, and then uh, Dalen Baldwin had one. 
uh, everybody else was was a was a back. So um, not a lot there in that first game. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a huge loss. I don't think it can be it can be overstated. Um, you know what he did, special teams and and on offense. You know that that first quarter um, was really something to get excited about and to, to see him go by. You know we were in the stands that game. Mm-hmm. And uh, you knew right away it was pretty bad uh, when they took him by on the car. His head was in his hands and um, tears in his eyes. Yep, hope, hope for the best. But uh, here we are. So next man up, it will give some freshmen some chance to play and uh, give uh, Cornelius Johnson a chance to step up. Um, he really didn't take advantage of that this last week, but we don't know if that's. Uh, I don't think that's his fault. Uh, he didn't really have any too many opportunities. Uh, I remember specifically them throwing to him once. Uh, might've been more it. than that. Well, he yep. caught the one that went for 33. Yeah. Uh, we'll so, so we'll see. I, you know, I do think this week against NIU will, will air it out a little bit more and I hope they do. Um, if nothing else, just to silence the crit- critics. Um, but yeah, Western Michigan, uh, we, we did what we were supposed to do and, you know, at this point in the season, that's all you can ask for. Yeah, for sure. Say, I mean, you can't really ask for much more. I mean, I will touch on one more thing on the offensive side. And it's, it's, how about that arm on old JJ McCarty, man? Oh, man. Oh, man. That across the field, you know, people <laughs> that don't uh, follow hardcore or have played sports, they don't realize how difficult a throw that is and how much just pure arm strength, um, let alone the accuracy you put it on them, right? Um, yeah. so, so it was cool. And, you know, it's, it's worth mentioning, mentioning he, you know, he played in garbage time a little bit, but, uh, he was four for six, 80 yards and a touchdown. So, um, yep, I mean, can't ask for much more than that. So on that, um, we'll go, uh, with JJ. Well, I remember we, cause that's, we, he threw that ball pretty much straight in front of where we were sitting in that end zone. And I remember when he threw it, it was my initial thought was, Oh fuck! Oh fuck! Oh fuck! Like, don't throw it! Don't throw it! And he threw it, and I was like, still, oh no! And I seen Baldwin break away from his receiver, and we're still running downfield, not back upfield. And I was like, oh, he actually got all that ball. He, I was like, that's gonna be a touchdown. And I was like, okay, just never do it again. It's probably not gonna work every time. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, teams, uh, you know, the other way to look at that is he just showed something um, that he could do. And, and, you know, that, that might give some, he's not going to catch anybody off guard now. So, so yeah, but no. we'll see. Yep. So, uh, I mean, who do you have for the, the West, for going back on the Western game? Who do you got for the uh, offensive player game and a defensive player of the game? Um, you know, I honestly think that I'm going to give the, the offensive to Ronnie Bell. And then, uh, you know, he, he, if, you know, it's hard to keep those numbers up, but if you just take that across four quarters, he would uh, he would have been close to breaking some records that day if he didn't. So um, and on the defensive side, I got to give it to to Dax Hill. I think he had uh, I think he had five tackles, one assist, and really I only remember them really throwing uh, on his side of the field coming right after him one time. So uh, Dax Hill for the uh, for the defense. Yeah. So uh, for me, I think we'll, we agree on one of them. Uh, but on offense, an offensive player of the game for me, it's Corum. Uh, I think Corum just he, I mean, he owned the ball game. I mean, you're rushing for seven yards a carry, 
7.9. I mean, he only scored one touchdown, but, I mean, it was pretty even throughout the game for touchdowns. Who was scoring? Who was that? But So that's for me. And then the defensive side, I agree with, with Daxon Hill 100%. That's who I went with. Um, so, yeah, I don't really – everything you said, this tackles – was really the number one player was just seemed to be everywhere on the field that day. So yeah, absolutely. They called his name a lot that day. Yep. But all right, let's move on to last week, the maze out. What a crowd. That was a crowd. We finally got it done. The I don't know if it was all the social media people finally telling everyone, hey, like come on, we gotta get this done. Gotta get the maze out going. Gotta get that stadium filled. But that was definitely a top three crowd atmosphere that I've been in Michigan stadium all throughout my whole life. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, me too. Uh, you know, I think the, the pregame atmosphere was as electric as I've seen it, uh, you know, maybe through halfway through the first quarter and then it kind of settled down, leveled out a little bit, but um, what an electric, electric uh, atmosphere that was the best part about it was i mean washington was not ready to come into that stadium whatsoever in my opinion they come in they weren't they weren't expecting the crowd they played scared i mean especially when the first play of the game it's a delay of game and they they in my opinion they the defense loved that because they knew it was because of how loud it was in there they knew it was because they were combobbled disconfigured whatever you want to call it and you knew they they were excited and they fueled the crowd. Like that fueled the crowd more to get loud. And I think that really played into the whole game. And I mean, just keeping that. I mean, yeah, as you said, it did it did die off slowly but surely, but it didn't die off as fast as what it usually does on game days at Michigan Stadium. It's usually first quarter, it's halfway through, it's kind of dies off. I mean, we're we're loud on third downs, not really super loud, but to me, I think we were we were pretty loud on every down every time. Pretty yeah, much absolutely. absolutely. So, so, you know, one thing worth mentioning, uh, I think is like the pregame atmosphere, watching the players warm up. That was as energized and as electrified as, as I've seen them. And that, that could have been a combination of still young team. Right. But first, uh, first big game for this team this year. And you could just feel the energy um, when, when they broke, to go in uh, before the the nine eleven tribute, um, that you could just you could just feel it, and then like you said, with that with that delay of game, that just gave them another shot, and um, you know it, it it was electric. There's there's no other way to describe it. You could just uh, you could just feel it, and that's that game. The whole game was as I've seen as many people standing for an extended period of time as as i ever have oh yeah i didn't i didn't sit down until halftime like that was the first time i i actually sat down um i mean i remember looking at you and not even i think what it was wasn't even the start of the game yet and i looked at you and i was like my voice is already crackling i said this is gonna be a long night yeah i actually i actually think that was right after that delay of game that you said that and i'm like you was gotta it? face yeah. yourself and you're like yeah no i ain't doing that <laughs> i said I, I don't need a voice um but yeah, so we'll get into the game now. Now that we're away from the, I mean, love we love the atmosphere. That's just a big part of us. And but uh, so what about? I mean, just just the dominance, the dominance that we put on Washington, in my opinion. We'll we'll go on the offensive side first, and what the line did with with Hayes, Keegan, Bastar, Bastarges, Baliga, Stuber. I mean, all five of them man up front. They 
just dominated dominated the Washington defensive line. And I mean, I remember, I don't I think Washington's linebacker had stated early in the week that, oh, they aren't going to run on us. But I mean, I think 343 um, rushing yards, which quick note before I turn it over to you. I mean, I don't know if you've seen, I think it was Aiden Hutcherson that posted on Twitter. He said, we rushed for 343 yards yesterday for the 343 firefighters that had died on 9-11. No, I missed that. That's uh which you know, it's mostly is coincidence, it, but that's yeah. uh, that's that's pretty cool. Maybe they maybe they shut it down when they hit that number. I don't know. Yeah, um, no. See, I thought that was. I was like, I was like, no way. Then I looked and I was like, oh wow, yeah, okay. But you know, th- there you go. He's uh, that, sh- that you know, he's he's probably uh, my favorite player on the team this year. Um, you know, he, he's gonna be he's gonna be an NFL first round pick. Uh, I'm sure. And the dude, the dude might be the best defensive lineman right now in college football. I mean, we'll we'll see when we get up, but just the way he's playing, I mean, he already has three and a half sacks. Yeah, yeah, and they, you know they were they had three or four guys on him, and in the second half, Washington, uh, you know, I read something uh, Lake Lake had said, you know, we 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 did everything we could, we we couldn't even hardly slow him down, uh, is is basically what he said. He's you know they were chipping him with tight ends and. And doing it all and he was he wasn't getting home anymore but he was he was still putting the pressure on him and uh just wreaking havoc which is which is what you want you know yeah no so he's the man's a monster i mean i i don't know what there else is to say about him i mean i don't i i will just i'm kind of going to go off keep going off topic because this supposed to be about the offensive line of running backs but uh i'll go off topic a little bit more though i don't know if you've seen braylon edwards tweet on twitter today or yesterday or today where he said, "Where so you know how Hutchins, uh, Steve Hutch, Stephen Hutchinson was the honorary captain, right?" Yeah. And well, Braylon, Braylon was probably drunk. Who knows? But he tweeted out, "Congrats!" I said, "What a game for Aiden Hutchinson on the same day his dad was uh, the honorary captain." And Aiden retweeted and was like, "Was like, thanks, Braylon, but I'm nowhere close to related to Steve." I did see that. I laughed my ass off. And, you know, Braylon is a top five for sure. Like, well, top 10 all-time player of mine. And, you know, I've been watching since the mid-70s. But he's just a dumbass. He doesn't know <laughs> how to keep his mouth shut. Um, and, you know, it could be an honest mistake. There's a lot of people that think that Steve's his dad and not Chris Hutchinson. Yeah. Um, and I, I think because – uh, Aiden has shown out so much that people have largely assumed that even more because, you know, uh, Steve was a two-time All-American and, and you know, as you said, just got inducted to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So it's a, it's an easy, I guess, thing to make, but Braylon Edwards should know better. And, I mean, and he uh, if he doesn't, he should shut his mouth. No, he does, but I mean, it, it makes sense. I think it was more of an honest mistake than anything. I mean, it, it was just fun. It's funny to me just to see. I'm like someone who was an all probably top ten, top five receiver at Michigan, just mess it up like that. And I was like, oh, that's a that's a great view. But all right, before we get too far off topic here, we'll head back to the line and the running backs and how they just dominated this game throughout the whole game from. The front from the front line to Quorum rushing for 171 yards and 21 carries. 
to Haskins, 155 on 27 carries. I mean, that's only actually that's a quick uh, record, not record, but interesting topic. Uh, Corum and Haskins, this is the third time in school history that uh, two running backs have rushed over 150 yards. Last time it was, happened to be actually my last game in the big house before the Western game was the Minnesota game back in 2017 when um, Higdon and Evans did garbage. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, notice, yeah, notice how Evans, he's, he's a hell of a back. You, you notice how he's, how he's in there with second to ever do it. Right. Yep. Thank you. Anyways. Right, right. But yeah, no, I say our backs and line were just wonderful. I, I praise, praise, praise them. I mean, when you can do what we did with four, when win 31 to 10, rush for 343 yards with only 44 passing yards and still win by 21 points against a yeah, pack. Absolutely. You know, and if you look at the line, you would, you would think it was a lot closer game than it was. Um, you know, Washington get it, did get a lot of those yards in the, in late in the second half. But uh, total yards, 387, Michigan, a 343 for Washington. Um, you know, they uh, – just short of 300 yards passing for Washington, uh, 293. Michigan only had 44. Um, just about flipped, you know, rushing-wise. We had 343. They had 50. But they averaged five yards of play, and we only averaged 5.5. So, like I said, a lot of that was, I think, when the outcome was already decided. Um, but, you know, I, I really felt that that was a highly efficient and dominating performance by the offense all the way around. It did get to the point where, uh, you know, early in the fourth quarter where it could have got interesting if they would have closed it within seven. Um, but we were able to come down, score, and score again to close it out. Yeah, no, for sure. Say, I mean, uh, like you said, I, it definitely mostly came on in the fourth quarter, majority of the yards. I mean, it was really actually really on only two drives that majority of the yards came on. It was in the third quarter when they got the field goal. It was They went on a 15-play, 72-yard drive. Yep. And then when they scored the touchdown in the fourth quarter to make it 24-10, uh, it was a five-play, 75-yard drive. So, I mean, there's 150 yards right there just within two drives. So, I mean, but the defense, I mean, going now, switching over to the defensive-wise, I mean, we suffocated them pretty much all game. They couldn't, they couldn't do anything other than there in the fourth quarter. I mean, we had a shutout through pretty much three quarters. Um, and, I mean, that touchdown, we were up. 24-3, probably, probably weren't playing the hardest at that point because I think we probably knew, okay, well, this game might be over. It's not completely over, but I, I know how we – being old, being players in the past, not uh, any sport, you know, kind of when you kind of got that feeling, okay, this might be over, you kind of just – you sometimes slack off, and I think that's what happened on that drive. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I, you know, I, I, you know, I think uh, – the adrenaline rush, they come down, um, you know, the players and the coaches are, are constantly preaching to the players, don't let up, don't let up. But after such a, such a, you know, the atmosphere was electric. The, um, you know, you had the 9-11 tribute um, mm -hmm. before the game. And then, you know, a really nice halftime show. But, you, you, you know, I don't care who you are, how how well in shape you are. You only have so much gas, right? And those, it, it's just human nature to let your guard down. And I think that probably did happen a little bit. But they bounced back and and uh, shut them down and, and, and got another touchdown out of the deal. And, 
Um, you know, I, I really don't feel like it was uh, as close a game as the scoreboard shows, even though st- statistically they were pretty even. Yeah, no, I say so. We completely, to me, we completely dominated. Yeah, absolutely. How about that defense? You know, we talked about them in the Western Michigan game, but again, they stepped up. Uh, you know, two of our biggest liabilities last year, Hawkins and Gray, have been uh, two of our biggest assets. Um, made a lot of plays. Hawkins got beat once that I remember. Um, but, you know, that's going to happen. Um, you just got to try to minimize the big plays. And and so far, they've been able to they've been able to do that. Um, but back to, you know, back to the, the offensive side, um, and, you know, you already, you already spoke about it, but how about Blake Corum and Hassan Haskins? Um, you know, 8.1 and 5.7 yards of carry thunder and lightning. Um, you know, it seems to be picking up. Uh, I don't know if you've seen on Twitter, um, uh, there's maize and blue. Somebody made a, made a meme with them and it was actually pretty cool, but, he had uh, Haskins as lightning and Quorum as thunder. Yeah. And, and, you know, somebody called him out. was like, hey, you dumb. And he's like, yeah, I just, I'm an artist. I don't really follow the stats that beer. So, so it was, it was good stuff. But, uh, you know, it, it's the, uh, you know, we disagree on this, but uh, I don't think we've really had a quality back, a consistent back for a whole year since Mike Hart left. And now it looks like we might have two. So um, that's exciting. And, you know, the, the people, people whining about the, the past game, um, you know, shut the fuck up is, is really all, all I got to say. If we don't come out and show out this week against Northern Illinois and, and throw, uh, you know, throw 20, 25 times, okay, then it's time to get concerned. But, um, you know, it remains to be seen, but Washington come in with a pretty high um, – uh, preseason ranking, um, you know, they lost to the Grizzlies, three Montana, three turnovers killed them there. Uh, but Big they moved the ball. Um, you know, their offensive line supposed to be legit. Um, their defensive backfield supposed to be legit. Exactly. And, so, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No. So I go. You said defensive backs. I mean, that's and that's another thing. So I know is they have two defensive backs that are. First, second round draft picks probably in next year's draft. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, if, if 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 we don't have to throw to them, don't don't throw to them. If you can rush the ball six yards a carry, don't throw the ball to them. I mean, as Harbaugh, I don't know if you've seen it today. Harbaugh said at his press conference today, he said because someone asked him, "Well, are you going to start getting more vertical? Getting more vertical?" Obviously, like everyone's asking. He said George Patton got the job done on the ground. Others like Neil Armstrong get it done in the air. And the mission, and it said we chose to get it done on the ground, and the mission was accomplished. That's all that matters. And that's the that's the bottom line. You know, I get it's part of college sports, and particularly Michigan. And you know, we haven't had the type of success that we've hoped for in the last fifteen years, and especially, you know, uh, just about everybody. Um, I, I would have bet a lot of money that Harbaugh would have at least had us in the playoffs within four years. Um, and you know, break here, break there goes our way. Maybe we are, but the bottom line is we haven't been. So, JT was short. Yep. JT was short. I'll go to my grave saying that, um, and believe in it, but, um, here it is. Let's, let's give them a chance. You know, the, the one thing, 
um, that that's mildly concerning to me is is that uh, no turnovers for the defense yet, um, no takeaways. So yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. When we had a fumble during uh, last game, Aiden Hutchinson forced a fumble in the backfield with the running back. Oh, oh, you know what? You're it was right. on fourth. It was on fourth down, so it. Yeah, yep, that's right. Was, you're you're right. Yep, I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, it was on fourth oh, okay. down, so it it kind of gets overlooked, but I, yeah. I I'd forgotten about it too. But yeah. Yep. So, but you know, on the plus side, no giveaways on the offensive side. So, yeah, no, that's, that and as me and you talked about, I think last episode with quarterback wise, is we need a quarterback who's not going to lose this ball games. And right. if if we only throw for hundred yards a game, but we're rushing for three hundred yards a game. And when he's not throwing interceptions, giving the team the other ball, we're not fumbling the football. I'll live with that 100% of the time. Because more than likely with our defense and us rushing for 250, 300 yards a game, which not saying that's what's actually going to happen the whole season, I feel very promising about what's going to happen. Yeah, me too. So, so you know, we'll see. And, and you know, Cade's only thrown, what, maybe 30 times uh, total. But, um, you know, we're, we're taking care of the football. Uh, you know, the, it, another plus side is, is that, you know, Haskins and Quorum have had uh, quite a few carries. Um, they're hanging on to the ball, which has been a problem. You know, we've, we've had some good backs that couldn't hang on to the ball. Um, you know, those guys are both hitting the holes hard, running, running downhill. Um, you know, it's, it's exciting to see. Uh, you know, I'm all about the, the, the spread and, and to get after it, but there's I'll, I'll never not love a little smash mouth football and and you know to me the one of the most exciting plays that can see on the football field uh besides a a kick return or a punt return to the house is is you know a, a running back breaking one big and we we've seen a couple already this year oh yeah i mean talking about a running back breaking it big i mean going on on blake corn period i mean through the first two games He's got 443 all-purpose yards, team high, 282 rushing yards, team high, 8.1 yards per carry, team high, and has five touchdowns in this season between – I mean, that's another team high. And, I mean, also just got Big Ten Offensive Player of the Week. I mean, might might be a stretch here, which uh, – but uh, can I, can you say uh, Heisman Dark Horse? If and, you know, it, it could be. He, you know, he's got a um, – you know, we, we got a long ways to go, right? But uh, – yeah. You know, if Northern Illinois, you know, I hope I hope he only plays a half. Um, Rutgers, I hope we hang a hundred on them again. Um, and you know, he plays a half. But you know, we're we're gonna get into Wisconsin, uh, October second. Um, Nebraska, Nebraska's still uh, Scott Frost. He may be on his way out. But uh, if if he is still doing what he's done the first two games and does it in the Michigan State game, um, he's going to be in the conversation. And, you know, that's uh, two, four, six games away. But, you know, at that point, he could be uh, knocking on a 1,000 yards already. And, you know, uh, that that Michigan State game will probably be a a primetime spot. And that might be his chance to say, hello, look at me. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, especially with – I mean, the way Michigan State and Michigan State doesn't look bad this year. I mean, that that could definitely set it up for a possible seven o'clock start. 
seven o'clock start at Michigan, in Michigan State, maybe eight o'clock start prime time. And, and that's like, as you said, the prime time start for him just to blow up into the world. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And, and you know, if you look at it, uh, that's, that's probably, that's going to be uh, their first big test too. Cause you know, Michigan State's got uh, Miami this week and then Nebraska, Western Kentucky, Rutgers, Indiana, than us so um i wouldn't be shocked if they come into that uh, into a, uh, our game with uh with you know an undefeated record and, and really i if we can get past wisconsin um we should too yeah no for sure i definitely think that wisconsin is going to be the the early the early test now i mean i think washington was an okay test but i think since I don't think they're what everyone thought they were going to be. It wasn't as big as of a test as what we were expecting. Right. Um, but, I mean, but you, can only, you can only play who's on your schedule. Um, so. Absolutely. And, you know, the, the goal is to win the games, right? And we've done it. And there's so many people that are just miserable at the way we won instead of being happy that we won. Um, so. We'll see. We'll see. That's what it's all about. That's why it's my favorite time of year. That's why it's your favorite time of year. Uh, you know, Sunday morning, I woke up and I can't wait till till this coming Saturday. So, oh yeah, no, I can't. You know, wait. I don't wanna don't wanna uh, wish the season away, but you know, we only got ten games left plus plus yeah. a bowl game. So it's the best. It's the best time of the year. Yep. Yep. So. Um, you know, if we stay healthy, uh, I, th I think that, uh, you know, we got a shot to to um, have a pretty solid season. You know, I know in our first episode, I said nine and three and I had us losing to Washington. And I don't have my notes from that episode in front of me, but I believe it, you was, said it was Indiana. Uh, yeah, I, I believe Indiana and maybe maybe Penn State. And, yeah, so I, know you, I know you had Washington and Indiana in there. Yep, and you know I had us beating Ohio State, but um, speaking of the Buckeyes, uh, go Ducks, right? Quack quack, quack quack quack. So you know, uh, I I could see us going into the Michigan State game undefeated. Um, Indiana, for whatever reason, always plays us tough, but they beat us for the first time in what thirty-one years last year. Twenty-three. Uh, Thirty-three. Twenty-three. Twenty-three. So. Uh, you know we're going to be angry about that, and if we're if we're if we're uh, in tune and ready to go, you know we're going to be angry and ready to avenge that loss. Uh, Penn State, Happy Valley, um, that's that's going to be a tough one. That's a tough tough place to play. So, uh, but you know, with a little bit of luck and some health, there's it's not unquestionable that we go into that Ohio State game undefeated, but. And with that being said, uh, I, I wouldn't drop dead of a heart attack if if Northern Illinois beat us either. So that's just how much confidence I have in the football program after after the App State and the Toledo's and 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 the losses that we've had over the years. So so you know I'm not full blown. Got my Michigan sunglasses on and 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 uh, thinking of national championships, but through two games i've seen enough to think that um we got a solid foundation as long as we can keep getting better and uh stay healthy stay reasonably healthy we're going to be okay and you know as you and i talked about yesterday 
I think that for the first time in years, we could lose our starting quarterback and and still be okay. So um, I don't know. That's, I'm I'm pumped. They they've given us enough to to see to to just whet the appetite and give us hope and hopefully not stomp on our hearts. Yeah, they like to do that. But all right. So before we get to the offensive play of the game, the defensive play of the game, I want to go into this whole Giles Jackson. As everyone knows, Giles Jackson transferred from Michigan last year, went to Washington. Well, all game, he's getting booed. Just any time he touched it, that whole stadium was booing him. Well, he's walking off the field, and they were probably coming through the tunnel, and they probably people chirping at him. But as a college player, you always got to stand your ground. You can't. You can't do what he did in this video here. I'll go ahead and play it for our viewers because I know, Ben, you've probably seen it. So I'll go ahead and play it real quick just so you can hear it. Uh, I mean, I, that's that you, you can't do that as a college player, in my opinion. No, you, you know, you, you got to have thicker the skin than that. And, you know, he, he heard, I, I don't know exactly what was said to him. Um, yeah. But, you know, I know being at the University of Michigan and playing Ohio State, I almost guarantee you that he's heard a lot worse. And, you know, the thing is, is there's a lot of kids that hang around that tunnel entrance, right? And and not that they haven't heard it, but, you know, you, you got to be a little more respectful than that. You got to have um, thicker skin. You know, I, I, I wish he was still here. I thought he had potential to be great, but um good luck to him but shut the fuck up man just shut the fuck up you can't do yeah that. I, I, and i like to say i mean someone i mean like you said it's obvious someone said something to him that he took he took offense to but as i mean you see how he whipped his head up real quick i mean i'm, I'm yep. not giving all the blame on him but as a college athlete you just can't like you have to hold yourself to a higher professionalism than what a fan could say or what anybody in the crowd can say, like that's that's not your place. You you're making your university look bad. You're making your your last. You you're making your family look bad. You're looking. I mean, and in my opinion, that's how I look at it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know that's, you know, he's obviously um, been a had an elite high school career. Um, played played some games for Michigan. Uh, it's not the first time he's heard anybody say negative anything negative about him. Um, you know, it happens every game to every player. I'm not saying it's right, but it is what it is. And you know, th these guys know that they they can't do that. That you just can't. Yeah, no, I mean, and he didn't he didn't have a I mean he didn't have a horrible game uh, receiving. I mean, it's uh, it was more I think it just was he come back. He thought he was gonna. I probably wanted to blow up and have a good game as we all, I mean, we all do against former teams we used to play on. And I think with the crowd, the crowd throughout the game, booing him every time he touched the ball. And I think it ended up just getting to him. And that last little bit, they're walking to the tunnel and finally just made him snap. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you know, he didn't have a horrible game. He had three catches, 49 yards. Um, you know, it's 16 and a half a carry, uh, I guess. So, um, you know, that's respectable. Uh, you, you know, he was on special teams. Um, you know, he was on the field a lot. And, you you know, as you well know, every time they mentioned his name, though, that stadium lit up. Was oh, yeah. I think, I think that was the one of the loudest part of the game throughout. I think that was always the loud throughout the whole game. 
Yeah, all right. So, all right, all right Hunter, who do, who do you got for player of the game on uh, offense? Uh, I got multiple players. I got okay. Ace, Keegan, uh, Bastardis, Villega, and Stuber. I got the whole line. How about you? So, you know, that's honestly what I was going to say. Um, but I'm going to I'm gonna have two and just give it to, to Blake and uh, Haskins. Um, you know, they you, you can't ask for any more from two backs. You know, most teams, us included, most seasons would kill to have one back put up those numbers every game. Um, so if, if we can consistently, if, if both players can stay consistently between the 80 and hundred yard mark, um, it's going to be really hard to stop. Yeah, no, for sure. I completely agree. How about on defense? Defense? Uh, I think it's got to go to Aiden. Um, no he doubt. was just all over the place. Um, you know, his, his name was called over that loudspeaker as much as anybody. And, you know, right, right now. He's probably, you know, as I said earlier, my my favorite player on the team. So for sure on the defense. Um, so he was, uh, I was watching him a lot. And he was just everywhere the whole game. Guy's got an unbelievable motor. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that pick. Uh, I mean, two and a half sacks last. He had two and a half sacks in the game. Forced fumble. I'm not exactly sure how many tackles he had. But yeah, no, I completely agree. And, you know, honorable mention to Josh Ross. Yeah. <laughs> Heard his name out the whole game, too. Uh, you know, Harbaugh uh, mentioned him specifically a few times um, on um, on uh, John Jansen and Dave Brandstatter. You know, they both uh, – or Jim Brandstatter, I mean. Uh, they both men- mentioned him quite a bit. And, you know, he had, uh, he had uh, four tackles, seven assists. So, uh, you know, he, he's another one. Yeah, if, if Aiden didn't have the two and a half sacks, he was definitely right behind it. Just, I mean, because he had 11 tackles. I mean, that's he had 11 total tackles. I mean, you can't do very much better than that. But the two and a half sacks and the forced fumble. Yeah, absolutely. It was big. But all right, we'll move on to Northern Illinois. Rocky Lombardi comes back to the big house. Technically, he's 1 0 in the big house. Fuck him. I never heard of her. Right? He looked, yeah. <laughs> but I predict a bigger win than what we had against Western Michigan. Let me tell you why. They just gave up 50 points to Wyoming. Right. Last week. So obviously they don't have a defense. And I mean, Rocky Lombardi's already thrown three interceptions this year to one touchdown. Cool. Turnover magnet about it. Go ahead and keep throwing them. I mean, let alone, I mean, their offense did score 43 points this week, but obviously neither team last week had a defense. Right. Because against, I mean, Georgia Tech, I don't think Georgia Tech's that good. I mean, the week before they won, they actually beat Georgia Tech 21 to 1 or 22 to 21, but Georgia Tech's a ground and pound football team. So they're like an army, run that triple option. So, I mean, that's, that's not really impressive to me at that point. Um, but yeah, I mean, in my in my opinion, I think well, last year they lost every game last year. Uh, I said I, I I just smell a a very very big win, like a lot of points put up, a lot of a lot of younger players seen playing time by halftime. As you said, you want to see corn all them be done. Yep. Um, no need to risk anything. We you know we can't afford. You know we we lose. Uh, a big dimension, even if, if one of those guys get hurt, you know, Haskins or Corum, 
So get in there, let them get their work in. Well, you know, let's let's try to get 28 by halftime, um, which is where I think we'll be. I think it's going to be 28 nothing at halftime, and we're going to end up like 42-7, 42-10. Wouldn't be shocked if it was 42-3. Um, and, you know, let some young fellas get some time. Um, and, you know, I, I think we'll go for 300 in the air. Uh, I'm not saying that Kate will get that. Um, but I think we will try to air it out a little bit more. Um, but I, you know, hopefully, and I expect uh, JJ to get uh, quite a bit of playing time as well. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, I think it's going to be a big day. I think we'll go 42, 49, nothing at halftime. I think it'll be a shutout going into halftime. And um, I got the final, my final prediction would be like a 56, 17 game. I think maybe they could 56, 17, 56, 10. I think they're going to later in the game when we start putting the young people, that's when Northern Illinois will be able to score in the second half. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you get your second string and, and maybe even go a little bit deeper than that. And, you know, they're still going to want their guys to get some reps, all the reps they can get um, because, you know, these, these teams uh, come in, can't ever forget App State, right? This is, this is their Super Bowl And, and uh, you know, this is going to be, we're probably going to be the best team um, that they face all year. They want to get their work in. Uh, you know, as Harbaugh always says, iron, iron sharpens iron, right? And, yep. and you know, our, our second our second string guys, um, I would venture to say that all of them could go over there and start right now. So let them get some reps. Right, like I said, hopefully the game's over by the end of the first half and we can just sit back and watch some guys run up some numbers. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Say I, I'm excited. Like I said, it should be a dominate, hopefully another defensive dominated performance. And we'll see how it goes on Saturday and keep playing hard. And that's, that's all you can ask for. Yes, sir. Uh, so, I, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, I know it's kind of away from Michigan, but this is kind of a funny story. Uh, did you see Conor McGregor threw a punch at Machine Gun Kelly at the VMAs last night? I did see that. Yeah, that's good stuff. Uh, I I'll give it to him, man. He'll fight anywhere. I mean, he don't back down. I love the man. But well, I hate MGK, right? Ever since that old Eminem diss battle, when when uh, Eminem took the took his career away from him, when he was trying to just use Eminem as a ladder. But yeah, a little bit of a douchebag move by Connor. I uh, don't know the whole story. He asked for a picture, I guess, right? And MGK told him no. Um, but you know, Connor is. Uh, uh, you know, even though he's he's on the downside of his fight career, he's ever the showman, and uh, he knows how to keep his name relevant. And and oh. you know, there's there's no doubt in my mind that he was pissed, but there's also no doubt in my mind that that was uh, part of the show. None. So it, it sounds like Kelly started it. So it says that it's reportedly started when Kelly threw a bottle at McGregor on the awards red carpet. So they're oh. saying they're saying Machine Gun Kelly threw a bottle at him. So, okay, yeah, you can. You... Well, you know, Connor might not be uh, too too uh, feared too much in the ring, but he'll whip the fuck out of Machine Gun Kelly. That's that's a dumbass move on his part. Yeah, no, I said, I mean, Connor, he, he's not he's not the same fighter he was in the ring anymore. I mean. But he also, I don't, he, he made the mistake, in my opinion, to getting away from the whole, um, he, in his in his years of, his prime years, 
he didn't fight in the UFC. He went and fought Mayweather to get that money, obviously to get the money. But um, and then he also he retired there for a year and a half, and then came back and fought Khabib. Wasn't the same man. I mean, he he just hit his downfall, and I mean that sucks because I'm a huge Conor fan. But it is what it is. Is what it is. So yeah, you know it's uh it's uh entertainment, right? That's what it is, yeah. and it's what you just told me. That's just MGK trying to trying to keep his name relevant, and and Connor's more than happy to oblige. Oh yeah, Connor. You mean we all know Connor's a showman. Yep. All right, guys. I think that's it for this episode. We'll be back next Monday to recap Northern Illinois and and talk about uh, Rutgers. Yep. So uh, go like us on Facebook, follow us, share us, and go also like our new Twitter page at uh, Tall and Taller Eleven on Twitter and. Uh, We'll go ahead and this should be posted sometime tonight or tomorrow morning. Uh, so everyone right, have a guys. good day and go blue. Hail. Hail.